Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Yo, what is going on, Buffalo Fanatics? What's happening? Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. You are now tuned in to a special edition of Rated Reb on Thursday afternoon. Brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. It's your man, Rev. Coming back for redemption, baby. Last night, we had a few hiccups on my end. You know what I'm saying? Wi-Fi decided to go out midstream. But it's all good. We're back at it again today. So glad to be with you guys. We're about to do this thing right this time. Show some love. I know everybody's in here right now. Maybe you're at work and maybe you're just not getting off work. It's all good. But we're going to do this thing the right way. Let me know where you watching from, baby. So glad to see so many people in here already. What's happening to everybody that's in here? Kobe Wan Kenobi says good evening from snowy Toronto. What's happening, my man? John, sorry, Yvonne. Yo, baby. What's up? Buffalo Snowy 7 says good evening, everyone from snowy London. Shout out to you tuning in all the way from snowy London. What's happening, everybody? Ronald Enix in the house. What's good, man? Donnie Foster coming in talking about, yo, they're talking about nine inches of snow. Yeah, they're talking about that, all right. And we're going to talk about it, too. I know the Miami Dolphins act like they don't want to talk about it, but you know they're thinking about it. What's up, Josh Castro? I'm back, baby. I'm back and better than ever. Wi-Fi on strong right now. Knock on wood, it stays that way. <laughs> King Cam coming in from Ohio. What's good? Dean Raleigh from San Diego. What's happening? I see you, Josh, from Salinas College. I've got my man Ant 5000. What's up, baby? Yo, ha, Roy Collins talking about your internet was supposed to make everything better. Now they just have to make it more reliable. You got that right. I tell you what, man. I guess it wasn't meant to be last night. But it's all good. But you know what it's meant to be? What's meant to be 
is that we are here right now. Shout out to you all for jumping back with your man, Rev, on a Thursday, right off the cuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you guys are with me. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button. You know how we do it. And turn on those bell notifications. So those of you who are joining us for the very first time, what's up? This is your man, Rev. And you are tuned in to Rated Rev. And normally on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But a special edition Rated Rev right now on Thursday. Because we had some snafus. A little, a little issue last night with the, with the stream on my end. Wi-Fi cutting out and acting crazy. So, yes, that's why I'm here with you right now on Thursday. But I'm glad you're with me. And to those who are tuning in on podcast format, what's up? Glad that you're with me. Glad to be here with everybody in here right now. So, yo, last night, last night, man, I got to talking um, about, the, about, about, this, about this matchup. I, I probably got maybe halfway in, not even halfway in, I don't think. I, I think I barely got out of, you know, uh, the first segment. But we're going to run it back. We're going to run it back for those who missed it and those who didn't really get the full, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the full experience of Rated Rev. We're going to run it back, okay? And so, with that being said, you know, we have to kick off the show with, with a little bit of injury talk, right? We've got to talk about the injuries. And... um. We got a new injury report, so let me go ahead and, and pull that up here. I did not – or did I save it? I don't think I saved it like I should have. But nonetheless, the only thing that's brand new, really, from last night is that Ryan Bates and Jordan Phillips are officially out. They are officially out. And so um, I mentioned last night – for those who don't know, I said, yo, I'm, I'm, I've got my eyes on, on Ryan Bates, right? Matt Bonlala was on the list last, uh, yesterday as a, do not, uh, as a DNP. He didn't participate. He did not participate in practice. But I was like, you know what? I feel like he's going to be okay um, because we saw that last week, right? He didn't participate in practice all last week and then showed up on the game um, Sunday. And so I felt like Matt Milano would be okay. And as it, as it turns out, he's fine. And let me go ahead and share my screen for those who haven't taken a look at it just yet. Just so you can take a look at it with me. We'll look at it together. Okay. Here we go. So right now, so last night we didn't have Ryan, Ryan Bates in participate. And then neither did uh, uh, Matt Milano. Of course, Jordan Phillips. Didn't participate. He's dealing with that shoulder injury. And then Roger Saffold was on a veteran rest day. But today, as far as practice is concerned, Ryan Bates did not participate. Okay. Um, of course, Stefan Diggs, we know he, they get veteran rest day. So we're not worried about that, right? Um, but then you see Matt Milano was a limited. So he, so he was a limited participant in today's practice. Jordan Phillips didn't participate at all. As well. And so for the game status off the cuff right now, we've got Ryan Bates out. Jordan Phillips out, which is not a surprise. So Ryan Bates, not, not, not going to be playing in the game. And I had mentioned last night that that was a concern of mine. I was kind of keeping my eye on it. And I was wondering whether or not Ryan Bates was going to be playing or not. It looks as though that that ankle injury 
um, is severe enough to have him sit out for at least a game, right? And so with him not playing, what does that mean for the O-line, right? Who jumps in in the next man up type of thing? Well, I think we can all um, assume that it's going to be um, Greg Van Rotten, right? And so we've got GVR likely going to take over Ryan Bates' spot at right guard. And so um, I'm a little concerned about that, right, because the right side of the O-line is already weak, so to speak, specifically right tackle, not Bates. Bates has been f- fantastic this season. I'm talking about specifically Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown has been a problem all year, especially in pass protection. And so you've already got a weakness right there, and then you just then, – and then you – you know, you 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 add on top of that, or you compound that with a with a backup right guard in GVR. Okay, so so Josh Allen, I don't know. We'll see what it's going to be like in this weather. Hopefully, the O line can can give my man some time in the pocket. We shall see. But I am concerned about it a little bit, right? I'm not too concerned with the with the Dolphins' uh, front four pass rush, but you know they do blitz. And in the last game in week three, they did get after Josh quite a bit. And so they had him running around in the pocket quite often in that, in that last matchup because they blitz quite often. So hopefully we're not going to spring a leak Saturday night against the Dolphins here in Buffalo. That is to be determined. But uh, the rest of, the, the, rest of the, the, uh, the injury report, I mean, it looks fine, right? I'm not concerned. Good news is, is that um, Matt Milano will be playing. Right, he's not listed out. And so we should be okay. We should be okay. Other good news is that when you look at when you think back to to the last matchup, how many players across the Bills defense, specifically, just the Bills defense alone, weren't playing in that game? It was quite a bit, wasn't it? It was quite a bit. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, let me see here. Let's see who do, who didn't play. Obviously, it wasn't you know we know we know Trey White wasn't playing. Jordan Porter did not play. That's two. Um. Uh, Trey White, Jordan Porter didn't play. Um, Micah Hyde did not play that game. Who else didn't play? Mitch Morse on the offense. Ed Oliver, I think he was out. And I feel like I'm I'm missing somebody else. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. I think, did the Edmonds play? I can't remember. Nevertheless, there was quite a bit of, of, of players that did not play in that game. They were completely out from the get-go. Not, not, not even including players that we lost throughout the game, right? Just players that were definitely listed out off the top. There was at least five that I can remember, Okay. Well, we're getting all those players back. All those players are back. So that is, that's a huge, that's huge just off the top, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think it was, it was, poor, it was no Poyer, no Hyde. Um, Dane Jackson was out. That's right. I can't believe I forgot Dane Jackson. No Ed Oliver, no Jordan Phillips, and no Mitch Morse to start the game. They were out. Completely out. Out of that list of one, two, three, four, five, six that did not play the game, we're getting all back except for Micah Hyde. 
and Jordan Ford, uh, Jordan Phillips. Okay. That's a huge addition to the Buffalo Bills lineup that they didn't have last matchup. And we still barely lost the game. In spite of that, we still barely lost the game. So close, right? This close to winning. And we know the Bills record with Jordan Poyer in the lineup, right? The Bills are undefeated this year with Jordan Poyer starting in the lineup and playing. Every game that, he, that, that the Bills have lost, Jordan Poyer has not played. So Jordan Poyer, man, seems like our good luck charm this year as far as wins are concerned, right? And so with Jordan Poyer playing, I feel good. I feel good. I feel very good about our chances. Getting Poirier back, and then we've got Trey White back too. Mitch Morris playing. Ed Oliver's playing. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. Dane Jackson is in the game, but, I mean, y'all know how I feel about Dane Jackson right about now. He's in, he's in the doghouse for me. So he might as well not even be out there. So, nevertheless... The fact remains, the Bills are, are, are much healthier, much healthier in this matchup, this rematch, than they were in week three. And so I'm wondering how much of a difference that's going to be. I think, it can be a, I think it's going to be a huge difference. I know Kim Betts comes in and says, yo, no Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, I mean, it's hard to replace a guy like Vaughn, right? He's a future Hall of Famer. He leads the team in sacks. Right now, so so no Vaughn is going to be huge, right? But, I mean, we saw the likes of Greg Rousseau and Shaq Lawson and the rest of the guys, Boogie Basham and, and uh, A.J. Epinesa stepping up last week in his stead, in his absence. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that because it goes to show you, like, just, like, how, how valuable Vaughn Miller really is to this team and his impact on the team goes beyond just his play on the field, but it's really off the field and how he's able to coach up the guys, how he's able to, 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 to really encourage them and make them play uh, up to par, make them play up to their, to their maximum potential, even when he's not playing. That's, that's huge. That's huge. These guys are stepping up. Greg Rousseau stepping up. Shaq Lawson stepping up. AJ Epinesa stepping up. So, yeah, though we don't have, you know, Vaughn in this game, we've got Groot and we've got the guys that have been stepping up. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged across the defensive line. I'm not worried about that at all. Ed Oliver is a dog. He's stepping into his own. He's been, he's been, he's been pretty dominant the last uh, several weeks, getting in the backfield. So I feel good about that. Um, as we move on, and we're going to talk about, about matchups and key matchups um, here in the show uh, later on in the show. But we've got to jump into first and 10. First and 10, lead off topic of the show. And in case you guys didn't catch it last night, I'm going to reiterate it again. We've got to talk about Cole Beasley. We have to, right? I mean, that, that addition right now to the offense, I think, was very big. Very big. First of all, it's very telling, in my opinion, 
about what Brandon Bean and probably the rest of the coaching staff thinks about the wide receiver room outside of Stephon Diggs. We came into this year thinking that that other guys are going to step up. We came into the year thinking that guys like Gabe Davis were going to were going to step up, solidifying that number two role. We thought this was going to be the year for him to really, really take that thing, take control over that role, and be that guy. I thought myself that he was going to have a a, a remarkable season, a thousand yard type of season. It has not panned out. He's been. Very inconsistent, to say the least. In training camp, Isaiah McKenzie, by all all accounts, really won that job, the slot receiver role. But when you think about it, like how much did he really win it and how much did he get it by default? Because he was really going up against a rookie in Khalil Shakir. And we all know how Sean McDermott feels about rookies. He's not very high on rookies. In his eyes, they have to earn his, his, their strikes. Even though they may be better than the veteran, he's like, nah. They down here, on the, they're on the lower end of the totem pole in my book. And so really, Isaiah McKenzie, it was really his job to lose, right? And the reason why I say by default is because Isaiah, I mean, uh, not Isaiah, but Jamison Crowder got injured in training camp and has been on IR ever since. He's been on IR. So he's been a healthy scratch. He has not played all year. Rumor has it that, that, that you know, he could make a return. I'm not too sure. We'll see. It's unfortunate because I think that had Crowder managed to stay healthy throughout training camp, he would have won that job hands down easily. There's no way McKenzie would, would, have, would have won that job, in my opinion. We've got a guy in Crowder who's, who's a proven veteran slot receiver in the National Football League with very good success compared to Isaiah McKenzie. But nevertheless, things happen and it happened, right? It is what it is. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? But I guess we all kind of, I guess the majority of us thought that, well, McKenzie, you know, looked good in camp and that he was going to, you know, just, just, just take over this slot receiver role too. Did not happen. Very inconsistent as well. So, Two of the receivers that we really thought were going to come into their own this year have terribly underperformed by, I guess, I guess I, I, would, I, I would say the majority's expectations, right? Grossly underperformed, which really, now you understand why Brandon Bean and no doubt the coaching staff and Josh Allen decided, hey, we need, we, need to, we need some reinforcements in this receiver room because it can't just be me, Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs. It can't. That can't be the offense. We've seen the struggles, right? Even though they're still racking up wins and winning ugly, we're seeing a different type of offense. To me, I think it's, it's, it's partly because there's really no other weapons stepping up outside of Stephon Diggs. Dawson Knox has really regressed, right? But his role has kind of changed this year because now he's more of a blocking tight end. Because now all of a sudden we've got a we're springing a leak at right tackle this year. Spencer Brown is now, is no longer holding his own, so now Dawson Knox has to play a lot on the line, block and chip. 
So we're not really seeing the production out of Dawson Knox like we did last year, especially in the touchdown category. So, like, who else does Josh really have? We know about running the ball like they probably should. So no wonder Brandon Bean is like, you know what, I've got to address this. We've got, we've got to bring some reinforcements in. Here comes John Brown first, right? Bring John Brown back. He gets elevated from the practice squad immediately and then starts that same week against the Patriots. Plays, I think, maybe a couple of snaps, I think. Almost had a would-be touchdown, I think. There was a play where it looked like he had, beat, he had beaten the defense deep. Josh looked like he wanted to go that way. But Questenberry sprung a huge leak at left tackle. Pressure came in on Josh. Josh got rid of the ball, and it went to McKenzie instead. But I think and McKenzie was on the same side of the field that, that John Brown was. But it looked to me that he really wanted to go deep to John Brown there. And then we saw last week again, he took another shot to John Brown. John Brown almost caught the ball on the goal line, right? Or it may have been in the end zone. Pass breakup by Sauce Gardner. But you see the idea and you see what they want. They want to take those shots every now and again with John Brown stretching the field and he can still do it, right? But that wasn't enough. That still wasn't enough for this team and for this offense. And so the, 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 huge, the huge hole, the glaring hole on this offense was really the need for a slot receiver that Josh trusts. A slot receiver that can really win his one-on-one matchups. Isaiah McKenzie has not been doing that. Sorry, not sorry. Khalil Shakir has not been doing that. Rookie, we already know. So... Josh is like, hey, I need some help. I need some help. And it just so happened that Cole Beasley saw the writing on the wall. Smart guy. It was like, yo, according to him, he reached out to Brandon B. He watching the team. He knows, he knows the offense. He knows what Josh Allen needs. He knows what they're missing. He's like, yo. Hey, what's up, big guy? Yo, big, yo, big ball of bean. What's up, man? Yo, hey, this is Cole. Yeah. Yeah, third and Cole. You know who I'm talking. You know, you know who it is. Hey, so uh, I know I said I retired and everything, but uh, yo, I didn't really mean that stuff. I didn't really mean that. To be honest, man, I wasn't feeling it down there in Tampa. It ain't never been the same since I left Buffalo. Hey, I'm open to, re- to, to returning if you guys, you know, uh, need some help. Let me know what you think. Holler back at me. You know what I'm saying? That's basically how that conversation went. And Brandon Bean was like, all right, I'll holler back at you, man. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Brandon Bean ain't no fool either. He's like, yo, we need some help. Long story short, they made it happen. They made it work. Cole Beasley's now on the team. Now, granted, he, he signed to the practice squad. We don't know if he's going to get the call up or not this game. But they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't sign him to leave him on the practice squad. Okay. They did not sign Cole Beasley to leave him on the practice squad. We already know that. We already know it. So I'm just waiting to see whether or not he's going to get called up for this game. They may not need him this game. I don't know because, you know, the weather conditions. You know, Tony Pepperoni says, yo, he'll be active by Saturday. I believe it. He has to be, right? Unless they feel like, you know what, because of the weather, we probably don't need Cole right now. We'll, we'll lean on, on the running game. 
That's cap. They ain't doing that. You know, lean on the running game, please. The Bills, since when? Never. Not going to happen. This is this game is huge. They're going to have every weapon at their disposal that they can possibly have. If Cole Beasley is able to get in there and play right now, give him some valuable snaps, then I guarantee you he's going to get called up. That was straight cap. <laughs> so Cole Beasley, man. Welcome back, Cole Beasley. I love it. I love my man, Cole. That man is, is Mr. Third and Cole all day long. You want to look at his snaps? Let's talk, let's talk about some of his stats, right? This is for those who think that, you know, man, yo, Cole Beasley, yo, he's an old receiver. He's old in the two, a little long. The two. Speaking of tooth, I wonder if he got that, that chip tooth. I wonder if he got that field. I don't know. Cole Beasley, 33, my man, 33. But last time he was with Buffalo, 32 years old, years young. I don't know why everybody talk about, yo, 32 is, is old. That ain't old, man. Maybe in football years, but that ain't old. He's a young man. Young whippersnapper. But the last time Cole Beasley, back in 21, his last year with the Bills, the man had 82 receptions for 693 yards. Averaged eight and a half yards per reception. Had one touchdown. That was his, his, his down year, finger quotes, right? His down year in terms of yards per reception and touchdowns. That was the year when everybody was like, yo, we need another receiver who can get some yak. Remember that conversation? Everybody was like, yo, we need a rack receiver. Somebody who can get some, some, some yards after the catch. Because Cole Beasley is, is regressing. He catches the ball and falls down. Eight and a half per clip, I'm taking it. But nevertheless, I guess that was, that was kind of low by his standards when you look at what he did the year previous in 2020. 82 receptions, 967 yards, 11.8 yards per reception, four touchdowns. Back in 2019, his first year with the Bills, 11.6 yards per reception. So I guess by his standards, yeah, that was a slight regression. But he was still performing at a very good, uh, uh, very good clip. Don't get it twisted. That man Cole Beasley still got it. Still got it. And we saw little clips of him in, in practice still doing his thing. Like Cole Beasley, all we need him to do is, is be open for Josh when he needs him the most, right? Cole Beasley has that innate ability to get open and find the, find the holes in the openings in zone coverage. To, I mean, probably, I don't know if there's another slot receiver, even at his age, that can do it as well as Cole Beasley can. That guy just has a feel for, he has a knack for getting open. Man coverage, good luck. Now, he may not, you know what I'm saying, get a whole lot after the catch, but he's going to break your ankles. Cole Beasley, man, he says, yo, I, 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 uh, in the offseason, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even start working on routes until training camp. He says, y'all, man, all offseason, this, this pick-up basketball for me. That's how I get my quicks. That's how I, that's how I train. Pick-up basketball. Man out here performing like a, like a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Crossing dudes up at the line. But man, y'all went for that. I saw you break your ankles. You went like, oh, man, rep. Yeah. That's what Cole was doing. Off the line of scrimmage, man. Crossing over people. Ridiculous. And he can still do it. And that is what we need. That's what we've been missing. That guy who can get open. You know who Josh 
used to look for on third down. That's the money down. It didn't matter. Third and five, third and long, Josh is looking for Cole Beasley. Where's Cole? Well, now he's back. Because who has Josh really been looking for now in third down? Steph Diggs, ain't nobody else. Josh is taking it. He's running it himself. He's scrambling, trying to, you know, do a, do a miracle play. But there hasn't been that consistent guy. Isaiah McKenzie, every now and again, plays better than he really maybe is. You know? He makes a stunning catch. You're like, oh, dang. Did Isaiah McKenzie just come down with that catch? And then you have another time, you know, maybe third down, and, and he targets Gabe Davis, and he freaking drops the ball. So there's been just inconsistencies, you know what I'm saying, across the wide receiver room, not named Stephon Diggs. So I'm glad. I'm ecstatic that Cole Beasley is back. And I think he's going to be huge for this offense. Because when you think about it, especially if they start to work John Brown back in the game, you got Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis. You got them four wide receivers right there. And then Isaiah McKenzie back in a gadget role where he should be. You've got Gabe Davis as your three-slash-four role where he should be. No diss, but it's a whole lot easier for that man. Play him as a big slot, seven rolls. I mean, you, you spread him out. You got four wide, you go three wide, even if you go three, three sets, you got Diggs, Cole, Davis. The, the possibilities are endless. I think this right here is what's going to open up the offense. We'll see what happens, but this has me highly encouraged. So the fact that Cole Beasley's man is here on this team, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I really am. And then we know, we know that Josh trusts this man explicitly he trusts him he trusts him and this dude is tough as nails tough as nails a buffalo snowy seven comes in and he was like yo remember remember bees played with a broken leg in the playoffs plenty of buck like beasley is tough tough yeah i remember that play with a broken leg fibula i think that guy's, that guy's ridiculous, man. He's ridiculous. You add that slot position right now. Bring that guy in there. I think it's going to open things up for Gabe Davis. It's going to open things up for Dawson Knox as well. Because now defenses are going to have to look to Cole Beasley's side. When I see Cole getting it, they start to slide. They start, they start to, to try to cover him. Then there's Dawson Knox. Or there's Gabe Davis. Oh, man. Oh. And then he throw John Brown in there, and then he's, he's, he's beating dudes off, you know, over the top. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. So I love, I love the fact that Cole Beasley's back on this team. Love the fact that he's back on this team. But you know what? That's enough talking about Cole Beasley for now. Because there's, there's, there's a conversation that I want to have. There's a conversation I want to have because um, there are some, uh, some people that, that seem to think that 
the offense um, really hadn't been struggling. There's some people that think that, man. And um, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. You know numbers, you know, you can make numbers appear however they want, however you want, right? And, uh, but there's only so much that you can do with that. You cannot overlook the fact that this offense has, just hasn't looked the same. It hasn't looked the same. And so I want to talk to you today, right now, about this ain't that. This ain't that. What am I talking about? Rev, what are you talking about? This ain't that. This current Bills offense right now that we've seen really since the Green Bay Packers game and really, uh, yeah, since the second half of the Green Bay Packers game going into the bye week and coming out of the bye week all the way to now, it's not the same offense. This offense ain't the same offense from the first half of the season. You say, Rev, tell me what you're talking about, dude. I hear you, Rev, but really, what are you talking about? All right. I, uh, I shared a tweet. Well, no, I didn't share a tweet. I, I tweeted a couple of days ago about this. And let me see here. This is, uh, where is it at? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and, and share it. Okay, because it was a thread. Let me share my screen. Let me share my screen so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Shout out to everybody who's joining me live right now. We've got over 100 of you guys right now. Man, smash that like and hit the subscribe button. So let me share my screen here. And in case anybody who does not follow me yet on Twitter, go ahead and follow me, at Rated Rev, at Rated Rev on Twitter. And you'll see what I'm talking about right here. And so a couple of days ago, I put out this thread talking about the Buffalo Bills offense, their scoring offense in two parts. This is what I mean when I say this ain't that. In two parts. The part one is from, if you look from week one of the regular season all the way to the first half of the Packers game. This is what you'll see. The Buffalo Bills offense put up 200 points in that span. Tyler Bass accounted for 30 points out of those 200, which is roughly 15% of the scoring. Okay? Part two of the Bills scoring offense starts from the second half of the Green Bay Packers game all the way till now, which I think at the time I did this, this was before, um, before the Jets game. Or was it after the Jets game? Was it the 13th? That was two days ago, right? What is that? That was two. So that was after the Jets game. All right. Now look at this. So in part two, the Bills offense now scores 151 points. Minus the safety versus the Lions. It already took, in the, took into account that safety. 151 points. Tyler Bass, 48 points. And that's approximately 31% of scoring. So Tyler Bass, when you look at it, Tyler Bass's percentage of scoring has doubled from the first half of the season. He went up from 15% of scoring to now 31%. And the offense... I'm talking about touchdowns only, points by touchdowns only. Went from 200 points in the first half of the season to 151 points. What does that mean? 
well, not necessarily 100, I mean, 200 points. They went from 170 points, right? They went from 170 points when you count touchdowns only, not Tyler passes, right? Touchdowns only, 170 points off touchdowns to 103 points from touchdowns. So that's like a 40% reduction in points from touchdowns alone. In my opinion, and this is what I said, I said this is a substantial issue, and I just do not understand how a 10-3 and record it makes this okay to overlook. I don't. Because I've said it quite often, and people would be like, yo, Rev, yeah, but the Bills are 10-3. and Yo, Rev, yeah, but this. Rev, yeah, but that. Nobody's overlooking the offense, but you're, you're missing the uptick in defensive play. Yeah. Uh, none of those stats can predict what will happen from game to game. It's okay to overlook because it removes a ton of context, such as whether an opponent from the, you know, I mean, my man King uh, Payne, you know, I guess the question is if that 170 was a, sustain, was a sustainable number. Now, that's a good point, right? That's a good point. But the fact of the matter is we've seen a huge drop-off. Right? That was my point. There was a huge drop-off in offensive production. And though the Bills have been winning in spite of that, I would say I would suggest that the Bills have not been winning because of the offense. They've been winning because of a strong defensive performance and the leg of Tyler Bass. That's me ducking projectiles. That's what I would, that's what I that's what it tells me. The Bills have been winning not because of the offense, but because of the defense and Tyler Bass. You know what I'm saying? If the offense was fine, like oh, they, they're, they're still, you know, top of the league in scoring, or they're still, you know, they're 10 and 3, number one seed. If everything was, was, was okay, if everything was copacetic, yeah, I remember that word. If everything was okay, then why did Brandon Bean just add two receivers in the span of a month? Why? Why? Less than a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, baby. They see it. They, they see the issues. My man Kingpin's like, yo, was that sustainable? Look, I, I want this team. Look, this team firing on all cylinders is unbeatable. For real. Unbeatable unbeatable there's no wonder the bills came in as a super bowl favorites this year they saw the offense last year they saw that playoff offense unstop who who was gonna stop that offense and we got glimpses of that offense in the beginning of the season until things started to spiral out of you know control a little bit we started to see some inconsistencies out of gabe davis though he injured his ankle but I'm not too sure how much that's hindering him. Inconsistencies from McKenzie. Maybe teams are starting to play him a little differently. But still, that type of a regression? Man, come on. So Brandon means like, yo, let's, 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 let's run this back. Let's bring the band back together. Let me get John Brown and Cole Beasley back. And let's see if they can jumpstart the offense. Because I don't know about you. Maybe this is unrealistic, but I want to see the dominant Buffalo Bills offense that we've been that we've been so accustomed to seeing. Because I think and I believe 
they are just that elite. When they have their full complement of weapons and they're firing on all cylinders on their A game, they blow out teams. They beat the brakes off them. I'm glad that we're finding a way to win these close games, these, these tough, gritty games. But what's wrong with being a dominant team? What's wrong with just dominating people? If you, if you can dominate, dominate. I'm not settling for anything. I'm glad we're getting these wins. You know? But don't, don't wet my palate. Don't, don't tease me. Don't get me used to something like this, and then you just take it away from me and be like, ah, oh, here, this, this is what you really need. Get used to this. No, nah, forget that, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Don't show me a dominant offense that's virtually unstoppable and then take it away from me and, and try to replace it with something else and say, well, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. The Bills are still 10-3. No, forget it. I want that offense. I don't want this. No. You know? Shoot. It's like test driving a car. You know, you go up to the dealership and they let you get in the car that's, that's fully loaded. Fully loaded. I mean, you're talking about they get every, every single uh, gadget, whistle, whatever. Everything loaded to the gill. Smells good, everything. They let you sit behind the wheel. And they check your credit and they're like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> let's come over here. Come over, come over here. Let's get out of, this, out of this car and let's look at this base model right here. This, this is what you need. This is more of your speed. Enjoy this right here. Look at it. Yeah, don't you like that? Is it? No, man, I don't, I don't want that. Don't give me that. And don't try to make me think that, that this base model is as good as that, that fully loaded model. I want that fully loaded model. Bring that back. Where's that at? You find a way to get me approved for that loan. I want that car. Or I'm walking out of this dealership. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm like, man. That's how I'm feeling with this offense. No, bring that one back. Bring that one back. And so I think, uh, <laughs> I, th- I, think I think that's what that's we're missing, man. That's why I'm so, I'm so disappointed. Y'all let, me see, y'all let me sit in the fully loaded car, and they're going to take it away from me and be like, hey, but we're still 10 to 3. This still rides. It's still a good car. No, forget that. Bring it back. I want your manager. Show me your manager. Give me, give me your manager. Where's he at? No, try to, try to convince me that this base model is good after having me sit down in the fully loaded. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Y'all know I'm talking the truth. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You know, I'm preaching this right here, man. Anyway, that's how I feel. So this ain't that. I said all that to say, this ain't the same offense as that was. And y'all know it. You can, you can try to convince yourself if you want to, but you ain't fooling me. I'm not falling for that okie doke. Pierre, I see you. I see you, Pierre. You try to make me settle for that all you want. I don't want that. Some watered-down Kool-Aid. That's what you're trying to get me to drink. I don't want that. I don't want it. Spit it out in your face. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about, man. Come on. Come. See, Pierre, it, took, it, took, it just took this long, right? It, t- it took me to have some, some Wi-Fi issues for us to finally come on, you know, to agreement. I'm glad you're finally on my side now. I'm glad I can convince you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I want that offense back. And I'm hoping we can get it back. I'm hoping Cole Beasley can help jumpstart that and bring back, the, bring back that fully loaded model that we've been so accustomed to seeing. Because that car, 
right there, that bad boy, that's the Ferrari that we want to see. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this, this, this Toyota Camry is all right, but it ain't no Ferrari. Bring that Ferrari back in the garage, baby. Let me see that. Pull that thing back up in the showroom floor. Let me see. There it is. Oh, yeah. There it is. That's what I want. Yeah, we still 10 to 3. We still 10 to 3. <laughs> but that don't mean the offense is clicking. And that don't mean the 10 to 3 record is because of the offense. Don't go there, Pierre. Don't go there, baby. This ain't that. Okay? Y'all say it with me. Put that in the chat. Say, this ain't that. That's what I want to see. And I want to see Pierre write it too. Type it in there, Pierre. Big fella. This ain't that. Because y'all know, know it's the truth. Anyway. Anyway, y'all got me on my bag right now. So, so, uh. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're 45 minutes into the show, man. It feels like, feels like I just started. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button. You know how we do it. Y'all know how we do it. Uh, Bada Bean Crosby comes in and says, yo, is Rev the new king of analogies? Rico better watch out. Hey, I've been getting a little, a little pointless from my man Rico. He comes off, man, yo, them analogies from Rico off the cuff, off the top of the dome, man. I, I, I admire Rico with his analogies, man. But, yo, it's, 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 it's easier to, to understand when you're able to drop a good analogy. You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling John says, yo, Rev, I like Rev better on Thursday. Don't y'all tip me. Don't y'all tip me. We just fired the season. I don't know if we can switch it up. Anyway, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for the team, baby. If y'all want me on Thursday, I'll be on Thursday. This time. Nevertheless, let's keep it moving, baby. Let's talk about this, this, uh, this matchup here against the Dolphins. Against these stinking Dolphins, man. Oh, oh, I can't stand these Dolphins. And I want to talk about, like, the Bills' plan of attack on offense and defense against this team. Right? That's kind of what I, get, what, what I want to get into. But before I get into that, before I get into that, uh, I want to show y'all something. Because, man, I'm tired of these Dolphins, y'all. I'm tired of these Dolphins, and I'm tired of Mike McDaniel. I'm just going to be, be honest. I think that, I mean, yeah, I think he's, he's a good offensive guy. He's, he's doing well in Miami so far, right? No shade. I'm not taking that away from him. But the guy's is freaking corny. He's corny and he's cringe. And, talk, you know, this talk about the weather, right? He's trying to play it off like it ain't, like it ain't a big deal. Don't give me that nonsense. Y'all know you're scared of that weather. Y'all, you want no part of this weather coming up Saturday night. You can do whatever you want to do. You can say whatever you want to say. You can turn the AC down as cold as you can in, in the practice facility down there in South Beach. You can wear dumb stuff like this. Let me show you.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Just stupid. Just flat out dumb. I can't stand it. That was so, man, I couldn't stand it. Just cringe and corny. Like, bro, what are you doing? Wearing it. Y'all seen that shirt, right? Right? Something about colder. What was that, that, that dumb shirt? Okay, I don't even remember how stupid it was. That's how dumb it was. Anyway, foolishness. Walking around wearing that shirt, you know, like he's trying to be cool with his hand in his pocket with his capri pants rolled all the way up. You know, with his playbook in his hand. And then he's going to stop in front of a player like, hey, you see me in my T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Freaking goofy sucker, man. Goofy. Just flat out goofy. Donnie Fox says, guy's a fool. Bruh, like he's, <laughs> I don't know, man. That guy just goofy, dude. Green Shoe said, yo, McDaniels is, is, a, is a skimp. What a joke. Watermelon head. There we go, Chris Evans. That's what I'm talking about. Tony Pepperoni says, yo, he calls him a jabroni, period. And so is Burrow. Yo, that guy, man, I don't get it, dude. I don't know. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, I thought that was the corniest thing ever. Ridiculously corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I care about your t-shirt. What's your t-shirt? All of a sudden, it's going to hype your team up. It's going to hype you. I got a t-shirt on. Talking about making it colder. Y'all don't want that. How can you wear a T-shirt that talks about making it colder when reports were talk, came out about you guys putting heaters on the bench in L.A. when it was 50 degrees? Don't wear no T-shirt talking about making it colder. Y'all almost got me choking. <laughs> I almost choked on that. <laughs> that guy, that gummit, man, come on. You know it's a ploy. He over there trying to hype himself up. Make it colder. 
bro, you had you had heaters on in 50 degree weather in LA. And y'all were in LA for two weeks. You didn't get used to that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then on top of that, if that wasn't enough, then you got Tua uh, looking like, uh, sounding like Russell Wilson 2.0 over here with his corny self. Oh, we're talking about, yeah, guys, so uh, <clears throat> I'm not really worried about this weather. It's all a mindset type of thing, you know, um, um, because I'll tell you what, back in the offseason, I was training with my brother in Maryland, and it was 20 degrees out there. But I was training in Maryland, and so I'm not really concerned about this weather. It's just a mindset thing. We'll be fine. We're just going to be just fine. I was training in Maryland with my brother in Maryland. (laughs) Come on, man. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. What's wrong with these guys? What is wrong with these guys? What is wrong with these guys? Oh, dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Some corny dudes, right? Which is all the more reason why we cannot lose this game, okay? And so we've got Mike McDaniels trying to look cool and wearing a T-shirt with capri pants rolled up to his knees. And then we got Tua talking about he was training in, in Maryland. And Pierre says, yo, don't sleep on Maryland. It gets cold out here. Chill, this where, is where I'm at. <laughs> when it ain't Buffalo. I ain't never been to Buffalo. But I can, I, can, I can assure you, when he was training, it wasn't like it's going to be Saturday night. I guarantee that. This ain't that. Bada Bing Crosby said, yo, this ain't that. Maryland in the spring is not Buffalo in December. That's what I'm saying, Bada Bing. But according to Tua, it was snowing. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Does it, spring in, does it, does it, does it snow in Maryland in the spring? Or when was he? Somebody need to fact check him. Go back, check the, check the Maryland weather reports back whenever he was out there training in the offseason. I mean, their offseason did start early, right? Like, was it December or something like that? They didn't make – so maybe that's, maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe it was still winter because they were sitting at home. <laughs> Pierre says, yo, Buffalo cold, a little different, though. Ain't it? Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. There's no cold like Buffalo. It's different. It's different. I think uh, I think Jordan Poyer said recently. I think he was he was talking. I can't remember where, where he was where I heard him at. I don't know if it was on uh, the Pat back if you show. So I can't remember. But anyway, he was like, "Yo, I remember when I was in Cleveland and, and coming to play in Buffalo." He's like, "It's cold in Cleveland." He said, "I remember we man we got off the plane and that that windshield just slapped you upside the head." And he was like, "Oh, forget this." He's like, yo, this is a different, this is different. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, this is different. I, I would imagine what Tua and the Dolphins are going to see this Saturday night is going to be much different than what Tua saw in Maryland, whenever that was. Nevertheless, they better get ready. The Bills better be ready too. And here's another thing that, that ticked me off. Let me show you guys this. Let me show you all this, man, because this, this really got me. Did y'all catch this Mike McDaniels clip? This was his press conference. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before yesterday. They're talking about, about the weather, too, right? 
And I think he threw a subtle jab at the Bills and was kind of being a little petty. At least that's what I took. But y'all let me know. This is what Mike McDaniels said. This, this is what Mike McDaniels said. Check this out. Not, um, and then you adjust as best you can. You know, there's, there's certain things um, that become harder when there's uh, moisture or it hits a certain level of frigidness. But, you know, um, the good news is uh, there's not different atmospheres on, on both sidelines. So, Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that guy? He said, but the good news is there's not different atmospheres on the sideline. You can't tell me. You can't tell me straight face that man did not throw a jab at the Bills. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that wasn't a subtle, petty jab at the Bills. Talking about the good news is there's not two different atmospheres on the sideline. Wink, wink. Like it was in Miami week three. Totally different set of circumstances in Miami week three, fam. We baking out there. You know what I'm saying? Just just baking in the, in the, in the sun in Miami while y'all chilling in the shade. And then you don't provide no fans because y'all didn't wear because y'all didn't have because y'all chilling in the shade. That game right there, two different atmospheres in the sideline. Anyone talking about y'all? The good thing is there isn't two different sidelines. I mean, two different man. Look here, I started to slap him. I started to jump to that TV screen and slap him upside his head. That's what I started to do. And I hope, I hope the Bills slap the mess out of him. I'm talking about no holds bar, not holding anything back, all gas, no brakes, beat the snot out of him all game long. That's what I'm hoping. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. That guy, he thought he was slick. He thought he was slick, man. He thought he was slick. He did. And uh, this is why, where is it at? This is why I'm like, I'm, I'm with you, Johnny. Johnny Foster says, yo, we won't lose. No way. No, no way. There's no way we lose this game, right? And that, that, that's a perfect segue into this segment right here. Perfect segue into this segment. I will lose it if, and I need you guys to fill in the blank. You all going to help me out on this one. I will lose it if blank. If what? Well, let me start it off. Number one, against the Dolphins right now, Saturday night, Highmark Stadium, Buffalo, New York, frigid weather, snow globe. Lake effect snow, nine plus inches of, of snow is supposed to be expected. I will lose it if McDermott does not play Kyir Elam. Let me tell you right now. We have seen a couple of teams already play these Dolphins differently. We saw what the charges did to them. They were physical with the receivers off the line of scrimmage. They pressed them. They even um, uh, got in between them off the line of scrimmage. So that way, they essentially took the middle of the field away from them. I even saw Kyle Van Noy 
at times, he was standing up in a two-point stance in between uh, Tyreek, right? And it's, at the snap, he just knocks the snot out of Tyreek off the line of scrimmage. In this game right now, granted, we'll see if whether impacts it or not, and we'll see whether or not the Dolphins are going to try to still pass the ball. But regardless, in this game, you want to keep them guys in check. Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott. And so you got to be physical with these guys off the line of scrimmage. We know this is a passing, a timing offense. Tua is a rhythm thrower. That offense is all about rhythm. He's probably throwing more to a spot than he is a receiver. There is no way, no reason you should not be playing Kyer Elam, who is the bigger, more physically imposing cornerback of the two between he and Dane Jackson. Kyer Elam, out of Florida, played press man coverage. I get it. I know this scheme is all about zone. You guys play man sometimes on the other half of the field. I don't know what's going on with Kyrie Elam and McDermott. I don't know what, what, what Elam did to deserve this, this doghouse treatment he's getting. But stop it, Sean. Stop it. Right now, swallow your doggone pride. Play the man. Dane Jackson is hot garbage. He's played like hot garbage for I don't know how many games now. He's been exposed since Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns. And you still trot this man out, number 30 out, like he's your elite number two guy. Getting abused, torched, whatever the case may be. Every game. And yet and still here, all of a sudden, here, I mean, here's your first round draft pick. The guy you traded up for, Kyrie, here's Kyrie Elam sitting on the sideline. Inactive for crying out loud one game. Healthy scratch. Because you wanted to see what you had in a practice squad cornerback in Xavier Rhodes, are you kidding me right now? You got to be kidding, right? And then last week, you activate Kyrie Elam, you put Xavier Rhodes in the practice squad, and this man doesn't have not one snap, not one, all game. What in the, you know what is going on? Sean McDermott. Look. He better not be on the sideline this game. Not this game. Unless you want to see Dan Jackson getting abused and cooked all day long. I better see Kyrie Elam. I will lose it if McDermott does not play Kyrie Elam. I will lose it, man. I'm going to lose it. My man James Mormon comes in. He says, yeah, I will lose it if Motor doesn't get 100 yards. I like that. And a game like this, and these elements, I would think that, that you know, you would, you would lean on the ground game. But, James, I agree with you, baby. Because, number two for me, I will lose it if Ken Dorsey acts like the weather is only an accessory for those watching the game and chooses to air it out instead of running the ball. I will lose it. If he has Josh throwing the ball 40-plus times a game in these conditions, especially if it's going to be as bad as it's, as it's 
lining up to be. I will lose it. You better not even don't you, I'll, you better not even think about it, Ken. Run the ball. Run the stinking ball. Shoot. Why you ain't gonna run the ball, Ken? Huh? Why? Look at the weather. Look at the weather, Ken. You got you got nine inches of snow, Ken. It's gonna be ugly, Ken. It's gonna be windy, Ken. I know Josh Allen is weatherproof, but come on, you can't throw in nine inches of snow, Ken. But I know you're gonna try to do it, aren't you? You're gonna do it. I just know you are. Because you you just cannot help yourself. You are Mr. Opposite. You are Mr. Opposite. What do I mean by that? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You do the opposite of what you should be doing. Bad weather, nine plus inches of snow on the ground. You're supposed to run the ball. No, what's King gonna do? King's gonna throw the ball. Josh, air it out, baby. This is the game plan. Ready? Break. Air Allen, baby. Josh throw the ball 40 plus times. Run the ball, maybe, I don't know, 15 times between all of our backs and Josh. We're going to air it out, baby. Offense is going to be sputtering all, all game long. Sputtering all game long. Ken, got him in the shotgun, baby. All game. But then, when it's gorgeous outside and beautiful weather, now, now you want to run the ball. Now you want to run the ball. Ken is the Mr. Opposite, man. Mr. Opposite. Mr. Make no sense. So I don't know. I don't know. But I want to see the run game more. I do. Especially when you look at the numbers, right? Let's look at the numbers. Let's pull them up. Let me see if I can get Singletary's numbers pulled up here real quick. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, Motor. Where you at? Devin Singletary. This year. He's averaging almost four and a half per clip. 4.4 yards per carry. Right? He's got 642 yards on the ground. But he averages 4.4 per carry. Okay? That's Devin Singletary. James Cook. James Cook is averaging 5.1 yards per carry. That gummit Ken Dorsey. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? This is a game you want to run the ball. Establish the line of scrimmage. Right? No, we better not have it again. Wi-Fi, but you better not cut out on me. You better not. We're back. Let me wrap this thing up. Internet, man. Yo, it's a conspiracy out here. Anyway, I'm going to lose it. Run the ball. We got 4.4 in, in motor. We got five in James Cook. Boom, baby. That's first down. That's we got first down right there. Hand, turn around. Hand the ball off. You ain't got to go ground and pound, but doggone it, man. You, you, if he abandons the run after the first series, I'm going to lose it. 
Okay? I'm going to lose it. They're right. <laughs> and I'm going to lose it if my internet cuts out again. Roy Collins says, yo, Rev must pay for his internet by, by the hour. <laughs> Bill's Mafia says, Rev got dial up. <laughs> yo, this ain't never happened. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. What will you guys lose it if, huh? If, if this happens, what, what are you guys going to lose it? You will lose it if what? Huh? Let me see. Jim Grant says Dorsey's trash. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. But we will see. We will see. What else am I going to lose it on? Huh? I will lose it if I see Isaiah McKenzie drop another doggone contested pass. Oh, oh, let me, let me, y'all remember this? Now remember this? Let me show y'all this. I don't know if y'all remember this or not. Y'all remember, y'all remember next Friday? This is how I feel right now. I will lose it if this happens. Mm. That's me. That's going to be Rev. That's going to be me. Okay? If this stuff happens, I'm going to lose it. Huh, buddy? My man Nate comes in from school. Say, what's up, bud? Hi. Yeah, buddy. Say, go Bills. Go Bills. How was school? Good. Did you get a red card? No. No red card today? My man. Yeah. All right, buddy. That's my man. Just coming home from school. See you later, buddy. Bye, buddy. <laughs> Yo. Anyway. Yeah, my son had to come in here, man. Love him. Love him. Anyhow, what was I saying? Yeah, doggone it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it if I see McKenzie drop another pass. If he drops another contested cap. It's going to be me. This is, this is going to be me. This game. And I'm going to tell you all right now. You're going to see me like this. Y'all going to see me like that. And then you're going to see, you're going to watch my Twitter, okay? And it's probably going to be some emotional tweets. I'm just telling you, telling you that right now, okay? I'm going to lose it if I see that happen. And the last but not least, last but not least, okay, I will lose it if the Bills lose to that clown I just showed, Mike McDaniels. Oh, I will, I will lose it. If we lose to that guy, Mr. Watch me wearing my T-shirt, Mr. Capri pants rolled all the way up to my knees, Mr. Let's turn the AC down to try to prepare for the game, Mr. At least there's not two different atmospheres on the sidelines. If we lose to that guy, if we lose to that guy Sunday, say yeah, that's right, Eric. Say another word. <laughs> Pinky's a man. Yo, Pinky's a man. Just in case y'all don't know who that is, that's Pinky, baby. <laughs>
Oh, man, I'm going to lose it, man. If we lose to that guy. Oh, and y'all know, if y'all know that, that if y'all know that clip, I had to kind of edit that, that last part out. You know what I'm saying? I had to edit that. But Pinky, man, oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> part hilarious. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to lose it. I am definitely going to lose it for sure. All right? So let's hope that the Bills handle business. Okay? Let's hope the Bills handle business. All right? Now let's talk about the plan of attack as we get ready to close out the show. The, the Bills' plan of attack. All right. Offensively, for me, and let me go ahead and take this banner off. Um, where'd it go? So, offensively, this is, this is what I think. I think we just got to keep it simple, man. Let's keep it simple. We, we got to run the ball. We have to run the ball. At least try to run the ball, okay? I know you're going to try to pass it. I know that's what you're going to do. I, I already know it. So my expectations are kind of tempered when it comes to watching the Bills run the ball. I'm, my expectations are tempered. But I'm saying at least try it for more than a series, okay? If you got four quarters, even if they happen to you know, slow it down a little bit after the first series, it's okay, Ken. It's okay. You don't have to abandon it. You don't. Keep on running the ball. Be creative. Come up with a different way to run it. Right? It's okay. But in these elements, will you please try? Please. For longer than one series, okay? Run the ball on offense, okay? Secondly, I mean, take advantage of the elements, right? Right? This is what I want. And here's another reason why I think they need to run the ball. You got, you got the dudes from, from, from South Beach, right? They're coming all the way up to Western New York in this kind of weather. They want to talk to this trash about how this weather's not going to affect them. Prove it. Have them sitting on the sideline all game long while you just sit there and you run the ball and you eat up the clock and you eat up the time of possession game and you march down the field and you just continue to chew clock out. Meanwhile, you got two of Mr. I, I, I practiced, you know, in, in the offseason in Maryland, sitting there freezing his little buttons off. And you got Mr. Mike Bananas with his T-shirt on, you know, freezing his buns off, sitting there on the side. I want I to see them sitting on that sideline, frozen, like Wasp in the winter. Y'all ever seen Wasp in the winter? A Wasp in the winter? Huh? Just stuck to the wall. Can't, it ain't moving. So cold, they can't move. Frozen, stuck. That's what I want to see. You got to peel them guys off the side, off, off the bench when they get on the ball. Run the ball, eat the clock, let them freeze. I'm talking about they, they, they ain't concerned. But that's what I want to see on offense. All right? Kim Bet says your motor's going to ball out. I sure hope so. James Mormon says, yo, tuna popsicle. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Two of the pops, go over there and just frozen. It's a frozen fish. That's what I want to see. A whole bunch of frozen, frozen, frozen fish on the sideline. I got to move these big black lips. Frozen fish, okay? <laughs> anyway, on defense. I know Rod. I know, man, but I'm trying to, hey, Rod says, Rod man says, yo, creativity is not Dorsey's thing. Ah, I'm trying to give him some benefit of the doubt here, okay? 
All right. On defense, plan of attack. This is what I want to see defensively. You stop and run. Because I can assure you, they're probably going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to establish the line of scrimmage. They're going to try to run the ball Mostert, these guys. They're going to try to be the more physical team. I think, and this is just me, I think they're going to try to overcompensate, right? And what I mean by that is they're going to come in here um, they kind of with a chip on the shoulder as the team from Florida who can't handle the weather in western New York. And they're going to try to come out here and beat up the team who's from western New York and is supposed to be used to this kind of weather. That's what I expect them to try to do. They might try to overcompensate a little by running the ball, try to prove to everybody that they aren't who we think they are. And you better not let them do that. So stop the run. Stop the run. Man, can y'all hear the headlines? Read the headlines right now. Miami Dolphins from sunny South Beach, Florida, march all the way to western New York in the frigid cold air. Nine inches of snow, and they run the ball down the Bills' throats to a victory. Can you imagine what? I don't even want to think about that. So you better not let it happen, okay? Stop and run. Number two, plan of attack for the Bills' defense. They need to get physical with these wide receivers, okay? They have to. Try, try, at least try to mimic the Chargers, right? They get, at least try to mimic their, their game plan. I know Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are rigid. They don't really like to come out of their game script. They don't like to come out of their, their scheme, quote-unquote. It's for nothing. This is who we are. Dude. We're just going to be this. We're a nickel team. This, we're just going to be like this. We rush four, and that's it. We don't blitz, even though we probably should. We play zone, even though we probably should play a little bit of man and get physical with these guys. Man, why? Why? Oh, you guys, that's just not what we do. This is who we are. Well, you better come out of that. You better be a little bit more flexible. Hey, dadgummit. Be a little more flexible. I want to see something. Do something different. Do what you got to do to win the game. We've seen the Bengals be flexible last year against the, against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Teams couldn't really stop them, so what did they do? They decided to kind of be a little bit more flexible, did what they had to do to win the game. They, they only rushed three. They said, forget trying to send a house on Mahomes and try to, try to get him to the ground. We'll just rush three and drop everybody else back in coverage. It's worked. And they've beaten the Chiefs that way ever since, even this year. Same way, beating them. Why? They did what they had to do to win. They weren't rigid. They were flexible, right? That's what I think needs to happen. That's what the Bills need to do. They need to be flexible in this game. Get on top of guys. I don't care what it takes. I better not see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle flying off the line of scrimmage easily like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Okay? What is it, buddy? What is it? Let me finish. Okay? That's, that's, that's what I better not see. So, please, get physical. Jam these wide receivers. Make two or throw outside the numbers. Make them throw outside the numbers. We know their offense right there in the middle of the field. In between the numbers, that's it. You get Jalen Waddle to a crossing grass, all that kind of stuff, quick off the line. That's where, that's where they make their bread, their, 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 their money right there. That's their living. You jam them suckers off the line of scrimmage. You beat them up. Beat them up, man. Beat them up. Be physical. You do that, you disrupt the timing. That's going to give Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, 
Matt Milano on an occasional blitz, but time to get in the backfield and get to an office spot. Disrupt the timing. That's all there are, timing offense. You disrupt that, Tua's not making a whole lot of off-platform throws. He's not really scrabbling. He's not doing that. It's a rhythm timing offense. You disrupt the rhythm and the timing of the offense, you got a chance. But you got to be willing to do it and come out of your shell to do so. That's why I need to see Kyrie Elam playing, not Dane Jackson. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to lose it if I see Dane Jackson. Anyway, you understand what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. That's the plan of attack, y'all. Don LC, he says, yo, Rev, they gave Hines some plays last game. What do you think? Yeah, man, do whatever you got to do. I like it. It's about time they got they incorporated Hines into the passing offense. You know, just just you just need to do enough to keep defenses honest and keep them on their toes. Mix it up, man. Don't just be so freaking. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm losing my words right now. When you know what you're going to do, right? You know what the other team is going to do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be that. And so that's what I want to see. I want to see him mix stuff up. Have Hines in these end rounds. Quick game. Get him running out, you know, with the ball in his hands fast. If Cole Beasley gets called up, utilize Cole. Don't just have him there, you know, a play here and there all game. No, get that man involved. You didn't sign him for nothing. Go to digs early and often. Get the ground game going. Mix it up with some design runs or something. Like, mix it up. Keep this team running sideline to sideline. And keep the clock running. Predictable. There you go. Golly. Daggum, man. I can't believe, man. That word just completely escaped my, my, my mind. I had no idea. Thank you all. Predictable. That's it. That's it. That's, that, that's what I want to see, y'all. That's what I want to see. Some screenplays. Oh, Jim Graham, I wish we could, I wish we could, I wish we could execute a screenplay. They can't execute it. I've never seen a team be this bad in, um, in the screen game. Just terrible. I don't know if they're not faking it right, or I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. This is weird. When they try to do a screen, it's weird. So forget the, the, you know, the screen, the, the typical screenplay that you do, you know, to your running back out of the backfield. Just do some quick wide receiver screens, right? You may have a three-by-one set, you know what I'm saying? And uh, two, your, two, two in, that, in that bunch format, two of the wide receivers are there to block. One is there to catch the ball quickly for wide receiver screen. We saw John Brown do that a lot. We saw Cole Beasley do that a lot. Do that. Them screen, those screens work. Right? Do something. Biz Mafia Hitman says, yo, run the screen with Cook. Do it, man. Do something. I'd try it. But it's, even Josh looks weird trying to, trying, to, trying to do the screen game. He, just, he looks weird. He's like, he doesn't know, like, have you seen his release? It just looks weird. Like how he's trying to throw the ball over the top, oh, over the top or kind of like sidearm it or, or he just dirts it. It's, it's, just, it's just weird. It just doesn't look right. I don't know. Dottie Foster says, yo, he's going to lose it if, if Frazier play zone he's gonna be pissed i don't blame you i don't blame you man i mean i get it i mean tyree kill you don't want that guy to get behind you so i get it there's an element of 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 concern right there about getting beat over the top because it all takes 
But Tyreek Hill, how much are we really going to be expecting him to do that? I mean, he's coming off of an ankle injury. And then he has to go in Buffalo in these conditions. Hopefully, the snow on the field slows him down. And so it's less of, a, so it's, so it's less of an advantage for them and more, of an, and more of a neutral type of a thing for us. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Jim Graham, I'm all about being creative. He says, what about this uh, throwback play? Roll Josh one way, throw, the, throw, throw back to Cook. I don't care what they got to do. Just do something different. Do something different, for crying out loud. Mix it up. Mix it up. And so this is what I want to see, man. Yeah, Jeff B comes in. He says, yo, mix it up a little bit, man. Uh, uh, a little press man, a little, a little zone, mix up Tua. Uh, mix Tua up. It ain't hard with a few timely blitzes. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And get him on the ground. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, let him feel it. You get a chance to knock him out. Not really, no, I don't really mean knock him out. Okay, I don't really mean it like that. Okay, but I mean, you know, say knock him, hit him hard. Knock him on the ground is what I'm trying to say. Okay. You get a chance to take a shot, you take a shot. Put him on the ground, let him feel it. Like these guys feel this hard turf, this turf, and it's cold. Sit on them a little bit. Even the players, push them in the, in the, in the snow. They get tackled, lean on them a little bit. J- do it. I want to see these. I want to see a bully on the field from the Bills. That's what I want to see. Put them in their place. Let them know who the real number one dogs are. Y'all got lucky week three. But it ain't going to be the same thing this Saturday. You think you're going to get this number one seed? You think you're going to get the number one in, in the AFC East? You're not winning it. I'm going to put you back where you belong. Like a big brother to his little brother. Grab him in the headlock. Give him a little, little noogie. Toss him aside. And be done with him. Let's be done with these fools already. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. But at the end of the day, like my man Chris 716 says, just win, baby. Just win. Just win. Just win. All right? So now we're at the time of the show where I want to see some score predictions. All right? I want some score predictions. What are your predictions for this game? I know we're a couple of, game, a couple of days out, but it's all good. Give me your predictions. What do you think? You think this is going to be a blowout? Bill's victory? Think if it's going to be a closer game? Let me see. Put him in the chat. Roy Collins says, yo, put some snow in his face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, I mean, you get the guy on the ground, right, where his, you know, where his, where his, where his face mask is in the snow, and you, gotta, you, get a, you get a little handful of snow, and you just, you just kind of shove that little thing right, 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 right in your face mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a fool. Anyway, yeah, man. Hey, put some snow in his face. I'm down. I'm down. So, uh, score predictions. Here we go. They're coming in. Roy Collins says 17-6 Bills. Bills Mafia Hitman says 42-14. to Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do no more. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not predicting the Bills 40-burger no more. I'm not predicting that. And certainly not in his conditions. But we'll see. I'll be shocked. Jim Grant says 21-6 Bills. I'm just saying 16-3 Bills. Love it. My man John Sauer Yvonne says 28-14 Bills. Texas flood 17-0. I like it. 
Matt C. Matt C. Excuse me. Says Bills twenty to six with two point conversion. Okay. Walter Scale says thirty one fourteen. Bills. I'm loving these predictions. Uh, I'm thinking. Does anybody know what the what the line is right now? What is it? What's the spread? Let me see what the spread is. Mm. Dolphins plus seven and a half. Is that it? Hmm. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is going to be a, a, a close game. Seven and a half. Kim Bet says seven and a half. Yeah, thank you. All right, so I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming out here with the no with the 40 burger. I'm not doing that no more. Kim Bet says 28 to 10, but still waiting on that 40 burger. I've been waiting on it for since the Titans game. John S says 33-10 Bills. Cali Blitz says 10-17 Bills. Johnny Foster says, yo, no 40 in the snow. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. He says, I doubt we put 28 up in the snow. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the first team, the 20, or even on the plus side of 20, is probably going to win the game. If the Bills get 20, or even a little bit more, 23, 21, something like that, I think they win the game. I think they win the game. I don't think we're going to see any Tyler Bass field goals. That, that could be a key right there, too. Because with the snow, I want to know how aggressive Sean McDermott is going to be on fourth down. If they're in the plus side of the field and, they, and they're like kind of in range, right, for a Tyler Bass field goal. But because of the conditions on the field, they elect to go for it more often than they do, than they probably would have. And so we probably won't see many field goal attempts, Right. So it could be just a grind, a grinded out type of a game. Go for it a lot on fourth down, especially if it's fourth and short, fourth and reasonable, right? Or, I mean, if, if, if they're on the plus side and they know they would normally probably kick a field goal, they might take some penalties to kind of, you know, back them up a little bit and try to punt it. Pooch it. We may see that. Special teams could be huge in this game. So I'm, gonna think, I'm thinking it's going to be a close game as well. I'm going to say... I don't see him making a field goal, man. I just don't see it. I could be wrong. Tyler Bass has a, has a, has a heck of a leg, but in these conditions, I don't know what the field's going to look like. I mean, if you've got nine inches of snow falling, I don't know how fast they're going to be able to clear the, clear the field. And if it's steadily falling throughout the game, yeah, that's going to be tough. So I'm going to say Bills 21. Bills 21, right? Bills 21, Dolphins 14. 21-14. That's, 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 my, that's my score. 21-14. And I didn't really didn't want to give them 14, but I figured they, they might, you know, I score a couple of times. 21-14. That's what I'm saying. And we come out there with the win, solidify our spot still, show us that we're king of the mountain in this division. You know what I'm saying? Still the number one seed in the, in, in the AFC. Put the Finns back in their place. Three-game losing streak. 
Let him eat that ale for the third straight time. You know, and we enjoy the rest of our Saturday. Let me get to chill Sunday and watch the rest of these games. That's what I'm thinking, ladies and gentlemen. You guys let me know about that. But that's where my mind is at. You know what I'm saying? That's where my mind is at. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's my time. I so appreciate you all joining me right now for a special awaited rev on Thursday. Shout out to you guys. You didn't have to come back and watch this. I'm glad you did. Thursday thing. You guys let me know what you guys think about this Thursday slot. So we, should we switch it up a little bit, you know? Or should we stick with the Wednesday night? Y'all let me know. Y'all make sure you go ahead and follow me at Rated Rev. I need to get my follower account up on Twitter. I've been sitting at about 600 plus. I can't get over the hump. Help your brother out. But nevertheless, let's keep it moving, man. Enjoy the rest of your, 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 your day, your evening. Enjoy your Friday. Stay tuned, man, for Friday night. My man Rico, the Rico Report Friday Night Live. You know how he does it. It's going to be off the charts. I mean, then Saturday, I'm sure there's going to be a pregame show, as there often always is. I will not, unfortunately, be there. I'm going to be in the food truck on Saturday night trying to catch the game while I'm smashing these burgers and frying these wings. Trying to catch the game on my phone. So that's where I'm going to be. But it's going to be a good, a good Bill Saturday night. Bill's victory. Let's get that dub. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Bills, yes, wait, wait comes in. Yo, Bills wearing the all red unis. The color rush unis, baby. Are they gonna pull out the red helmet too? Imagine they do that. Oh man, that'd be fire. But regardless, all red, color rush at Christmas, Phil. Bills are gonna do their thing and squish the fish. That's what's happening Saturday night. So, grace and peace, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, you already know what time it is. Smash that like on your way out. And I'll holler at y'all next time. God bless. And as always, baby, go Bills.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.